October 14th, 2021. I'm Ron Scharf. I'm Avi Kaufman. And this is Accent Insights. Today, we're going to do a little tale of uh, City Mouse and Country Mouse. We, we talk a lot about real estate trends, and our clients always want to know where the market is. And we saw an interesting article recently that talked about generally in the United States, price increases in transit accessible areas have seen a slower rise than price increases in transit inaccessible areas. What does that really mean? It means, you know, the suburbs are doing better in terms of demand than, than the more densely packed areas. You know, this was interesting to read. And we always wonder when we look at these sort of larger trends, how do they play out uh, in our local markets? And, you know, anecdotally, I think we are seeing something like that. I mean, Avi, why don't you talk a little bit about the stats we're seeing, then we can talk about some of our recent experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with some stats. The numbers, at least comparing Brookline, which is transit accessible, um, a little bit more urban to Natick, which is, you know, they have the commuter rail, but it's very much a suburban town. Um, these numbers do support the what that article was finding on a national basis. If we look at Brookline, over the past five years at this point in time, the average days to offer now has been longer on average than at any point in the past five years. In 2017, it was average 19 days to offer on a condo in Brookline, and now it's 34 days, uh, which is still healthy. Um, now compare that to Natick, and it's, it's a very different trend. There's fewer listings actually available today for single families in Natick than any point in the past five years. The listings um, that have been taken year to date are average uh, for that market, maybe a little bit below average. But the story here, days to offer, it's usually in the 20s to, to low 30s. Uh, average in Natick for a single family, uh, 14 days. A and this is, I think, what we've been seeing anecdotally as well, that listings closer to the city have been healthy, um, reasonable, some competition, but listings out in the suburbs, we're seeing just intense bidding wars, multiple buyers. So let's just unpack that a little bit. I mean, it, it, you know, from a, from a macroeconomic standpoint, all of this makes sense, right? You're seeing more inventory come on the market in Brookline than we're used to. And as a result, you're seeing it's taking longer for that inventory to clear. And, and the reverse is true out in, in Natick as an example. And what's interesting about Natick, I think, is that it's, Natick is sort of has been sort of the, the quintessential compromise for the people who want a single family and can't swing in a Brookline, which is a lot of people, right? Like, so Natick is a great town because as you said, it is on the commuter rail um, and people have been able to move out a little bit further west, make the compromise about being further away from work and all of that and, and find a nice home in Natick. But now it seems like, whoa, there are, there are fewer homes available, fewer people are selling there and more people are selling in Brookline. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and we're, we're seeing that in some of our experiences. Um, so so yeah, I've recently been working with a, a client out in sort of the suburban areas around Natick and Framingham and Wayland. And one of the, the houses they, they put an offer in, um, there were 14 offers and it went for you know, a significant percent over the asking price. I think over 10% more than the asking price, no contingencies. And that's something that we used to see closer to, to Boston um, and in Brookline, you wouldn't have blinked an eye if that happened a couple of years ago. But now we're seeing that that's sort of moved, I think, it, or at least in that experience, that that moved out there. I think that's right. I mean, I've, I've had very similar experience. I had some clients move out out west and, you know, we finally found something in Needham, which is, uh, you know, a little bit out from, from Natick. One town, one town closer. 
One town closer, correct, and a, a similar situation. Uh, but you know, until they found that place, we put in I think five or six offers in various suburbs, mostly Newton, uh, some Needham. I don't think we went as far as as Natick, but I mean, it was it was hell out there. It was really crazy. But contrast that now, we both had some very good successes with our buyer clients here in Brookline. You know, I think both of us have had. I've had two clients recently uh, have offers accepted at asking price with more, uh, not with mortgage, actually, both of them have waived their mortgage contingency, because we talk about a lot on this podcast. Um, we've had both of them were pre underwritten, so they knew they could get their mortgage. So we were able to strike that which is great from a seller perspective. But both of my clients who recently went under agreement had inspection contingencies. And, and not only that, but one of them had significant um, findings on inspection and, and significant concessions on the seller side. As a result, there was no, you know, Oh, we're not doing this. We're moving down the list. You know, the things we would normally expect to see and be afraid of here. That, that's right. And we've talked about how we've had offers accepted in Brookline even before the first weekend. Right. You had a client do that. And, and it wasn't, if I recall correctly, it wasn't even a super strong offer. Is that right? Two, two different clients have done that uh, recently in uh, Brookline Village area. And, and you know, they were both fair offers, respectable offers. The seller was happy. Um, but it, it, yeah, I mean, it, they weren't blow them out of the water offers. Right. And th- I mean, that's another thing that we talk about a lot. Also, people trying to come in and buy out the open house. Um, we generally say, hey, it's worth a shot. But don't, you know, when we advise our sellers, we typically say if the offer is there on Friday, it's probably going to be there on Monday and you probably should wait till over the weekend to see it. But in your case, your sellers were happy with good, solid offers um, and they took them. That's right. And uh, we should say also that there is differences in different um, sectors of the market, even within Natick, even within Brookline. Uh, And this, I think, goes back to what uh, you were talking about with uh, sort of the preferences and the trends of of what's going on in the world with work from home and everything that, um, you know, the smaller places, maybe there is a little bit less demand because people can work from further out. But where we are seeing demand uh, is, and I think our experiences bear this out, something with three or four bedrooms, parking, private entrance, uh, a little outdoor space. Those seem to be where demand has been pretty uh, well well supported. I think that's right. I think that's right. And I also think, you know, there's a bigger lesson here, you know, for the for for Brookline, which is really our our bread and butter, you know, Brookline and the and the towns around it, but let's take Brookline as an example. You know, I think that one of the things that we're seeing is seller expectations are so important because you have people who are highly aspirational, who've seen the market going bananas, you know, for the past two years, certainly in 2020, I mean, really it's been going, it's been very strong for a long time and people get it in their heads that it has only, you know, one direction and, and with a, with a consistent steepness of increase. So you have aspirational sellers who say, like, I, you know, I'm looking at the past and I'm projecting that line in a, you know, the same slope going in the, you know, in the same direction. And I think those are the people who may be a little disappointed right now. We, we talked about there was a lot of overhang of inventory from the spring. But in our recent experiences, we've both had sellers that were reasonable, right? Their expectations were reasonable. They've had good, solid offers. They wanted to sell their property and they did fine. So I think that, you know, that's a, that's a big lesson. Right. 
I, I think that's a good insight is that, that the trends can change that whereas before, you know, for the past 25 years, really, it's been sort of a steady, uh, at least 25 years, steady drumbeat of price increases um, in Brookline and close to the city. And you almost couldn't go wrong. Uh, I mean, you could always go wrong, but uh, the market corrected a lot of mistakes. Um, but if we take a step back and say, what are the trends that we're seeing that you know people are talking about of uh, sort of the macro things going on that could change that? So one we've talked about is uh, the rise of remote work. And oh, I want to mention the listing that I had in Natick, the broadband speed there, they must have been right by the connection. They got well over a gigabyte per second, whatever speed. It was like 10 times faster than the internet I get at home. And I'm on the, on the nice package. But you know, as broadband goes out further, uh, that can really uh, change the remote work equation. Another factor, obviously the pandemic, people not wanting to congregate. Uh, the other one that, that's that's hanging over all of us uh, that, that you know, I think people are starting to take notice or, or, or might soon start to take notice is the impacts of climate change could also impact where people want to live. And it could impact different towns. And even in the same region could impact towns uh, very differently. I, yeah, that's true. I think that the climate change one is a tough one. I don't know what to make of it. And I don't know how much my clients you know, my clients tend to be more focused on things like, you know, their school system and, and whatever. But I think you're right. Like, we're not doing a lot of work in East Boston where, you know, it could wind up underwater, um, you know, in our lifetime or in our children's lifetime. Um, so I think you're right that there are markets where that becomes a, a bigger concern or is it sort of more top of mind. But the flip side of what you just said is interesting because, you know, we until COVID, really, we were in a continual trend of people of urbanization people liked going you know into the denser areas where you had the restaurants where you had the culture uh, walkability was important and all of that took like a 180 degree turn when everyone started spending more time at home and and wanting you know yards and more distance from the people around them and didn't need to go to an office so then of course that right that sort of begs the question is you know when when covid gets tamed if people feel safe to sort of get back to where other people are is this going to flip again right or or will there be a rise of town centers and you know natick has a lovely town center is that sufficient for most people or do you really want to be closer to the big city um these are big questions and you know climate change is a multifaceted uh, issue as well. It's not just about rising sea levels. It could also be about population changes, um, influxes of people from other parts of the country. Um, so, so we don't know how that's going to play out. Um, I will mention, and you said East Boston is going to be underwater. I, I toured a new sort of a luxury building there, and something interesting they had was um, the the doors to the to the first level was garage, and the doors could actually fold up as a seawall to keep water out of the garage. And they'd already had to use it even before uh, you know, it was finished being sold, they'd already had to use it just because the, the impacts there have already started. So it was a brilliant, I guess, engineering design. Um, the only issue is when whatever it is, the mobile seawall goes up, you can't get out. If you're in the building, you're kind of stuck. Wow. So, okay, well, so stay, stay tuned, you know, as we, if we read interesting things or, or, or get any more information about any of this, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll bring it up on the podcast. Um, just to sort of talk about a little bit about the current market. We are in the swing of things in the fall. There is inventory. Just to tie back to what we were talking about before about pricing right. One that caught my eye this, this week is 192 Winchester Street, Unit 1. It's a four-bedroom, three-bath, 
condo. It's 2,645 square feet. So this is a, this is a home, right? It's, it is half a house, but it's a, it's a home and it's big enough for a family and all that it is a first floor and basement. So it, it, you know, some people don't like that setup, but you know, they're asking a million three twenty five, and that is quite a value for that much space on Winchester street, which is a little bit busy, but right in the middle of Coolidge corner. And, you know, we talk about underpricing that's $500 a square foot, which is very low for, um, for today's market. It, it's a great price. It's, it's great. And it has a lot of what people are looking for. You know, it includes a garage spot, um, another parking spot. They have um, you know, one uh, mini split. It, it, and like you said, it's a lot of space and it's a great location on Winchester Street. Right. So I think, you know, again, I think of this, this is an agent who has looked at the market and said, hey, we don't know, you know, how many buyers are out there. Let's price it attractively, bring as many people in. I think they're going to get it. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes under very quickly. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get, you know, over their asking price. But if they don't, that's just a signal of where, where the market is right now. Absolutely. And, and now there's, some, there's another interesting one that came on um, uh, this week. The listing agent, a little bit of a wild card. Do you know the one I'm talking about in Parkvale? Yeah, I do. I do. We did. We did put on a great condo, at 15 Parkvale Unit Three. It's absolutely lovely. It's a brownstone situation, so it's a it's a floor through condo. We've got just over 1,300 square feet. It's three bedrooms, two full baths, gorgeous renovated kitchen, really really beautiful bathrooms. It's got a deck on the back. It's got a parking space. It's, the association has a guest parking space. It's really for the location and the space. It's really amazing. And what I loved about it, uh, you held a broker tour uh, and I, I came to check it out as well. Uh, and the layout of the kitchen being open to the dining room, um, just the way the way it was executed was a very smart use of the space. And it makes the unit feel even larger than it is. It does. And, and you know, it is actually, it's a classic brownstone. So um, it was my sellers who did that. They opened up two walls. And they really created a beautiful airy space, high ceilings. And so with the high ceilings and all the windows you can see when you kind of look into that open space, you, as you say, it, it does feel, you know, it reads bigger than it is. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of attention on it. I think we priced it very nicely. And so we will, you know, be happy to keep people updated. Uh, we'll have our first open house on Sunday. One other feature that I loved about that that uh, I just want to sort of sort of mention it to to people who who find this interesting. Uh, I had those transom windows that uh, you, you pointed out when we were there, um, which because the ceilings are so high above many of the doors, there's those sort of um, horizontal windows above the interior doors that open. So this is something that they used to do back in the day uh, before um, air conditioning, and you know it, it promotes the airflow and you know hot air rises, and it helps keep the place cool. Yeah, no, it's and they are cool, and and uh, most of them work. Now I have to be careful what I say, but it, certainly some of them do open. Generally, this unit, what's nice about it is it's thoroughly modernized, but it has a lot of these classic features, moldings, and you know the floors and the doors and the details are the classic details, and they're well maintained. So it's a really nice mix of like, hey, you have this beautiful kitchen, beautiful bathrooms, and and everything is 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 thoroughly updated. Um, but you also have these details, which you don't see anymore with the high ceilings. Those transom windows are cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice place that my, my clients were, they're, they're going to be sad to leave it. They, they really love it. And they, the location is outstanding, but you know, we, we're in business because people make these changes in their lives and, uh, and hopefully everyone moves to the right place for them at the right time. If you have any questions, 
uh, please uh, email us. We're info at accentbrookline.com. Or, of course, you could call us or tweet at us or, or uh, smoke signals, and we are, we'll be happy to uh, be at your service. We're always happy to hear from you. And otherwise, we will talk to you next time.